let's talk about something before we get into it, man. Let's talk about the four things that truly kill wealth. See, here's what I want to understand. Before we can teach or obtain wealth, we must first understand our relationship, our awareness about and around money. That truly shapes our financial wellness. Money has been a dog subject in a lot of our families. It is the one thing that we truly never talk about. But how can we truly build wealth if we don't know our own financial personality? If we don't understand the culture of finances in our family? What is our wealth identity? Question. What is your family's tradition when it comes to money? What is the tradition of your family when it comes to money? You sitting together right now. When is the last time y'all talked about building wealth as a family? When is the last time y'all talked about building the business or investing as a family? When is the last time you talked about prospering as a family? It's a pandemic, went through a recession. How many husbands and wives have had a financial conversation about, yo, this is where we are financially. Are we in the green or are we in the red? Right quick, here's our expenses. Here's the money coming in. If the money coming in doesn't exceed the expenses, we're in the red. If the money in our bank account doesn't take our net worth to a positive, we're in the red. And if we are in the red, what are we doing to get out of the red? I'm talking about facing this thing face on. I'm talking about looking at each other financially and not hiding from it. So that's what happens in our family. That's what happens in our culture. We hide from the reality around money. Thinking that if we don't look at it, it's going to get better. If I, don't, if I don't look at the bank account, it's going to change. I spent that money for the weekend. I'm just not going to look at my account. No, let's face the reality. So that this Thanksgiving, I want to give, I want us to have these financial truths with ourselves. I know it's hard. It's easier not to deal with it. It's easier to avoid. But let's talk about these wealth killers. One, lack of wealth awareness. That's simply just saying, where are we financially? Where are we? What is our position? On a scale of one to five, where are you? Five meaning you strong, one meaning you weak, three meaning you like, ah, where are you financially? Two, we're putting too much emphasis on the material things. I bought a new car, but you in the hole. You couldn't really afford that car. I bought a new watch. I got the chain on. Somebody in the house got a whole bunch of designer on. They fresh. They got the drip on. But they overdrafted in their account. But they look good. 
They look good. They fresh to death. But they've overdrafted. They're counting the red. That thing say insufficient funds. But I'm not saying this as a laughing matter. I'm saying that the health, your financial health has to improve. Our financial IQs have to improve. And the only way that happens is we take not only full accountability, but what I'm talking about facing that thing head on. This is a serious matter for me, man. Because a lot of families get together for the holidays, and yep, we be happy to see our cousins, and we be happy to see our family. But man, we don't address the issues, man. We talk about building and closing the wealth gap in America. Some people don't even worry about the wealth gap in America, which I'm the person, I don't care about the wealth gap because I'm going to be real with you, yo. The wealth gap will not close, shrinking, if we don't first deal with ourselves and our family. We got to deal with the intimacy situation first. How do I improve? How do my family improve before I can improve my neighbor? Somebody, somebody got to take the initiative. And I can almost guarantee you that everybody in the family right now want to be better financially. What is the residue of poverty? We're naive about the value of money. Golly. We're talking about just not even understanding that yeah, money is a tool, not a goal. Some people say, trap, I won't be a millionaire. And that's cool to get a million dollars. I want to help you make that million dollars. But what does it help? What does it do you or your family if I help you make a million dollars and now it costs you a million dollars to live? I'm talking about becoming a Slave. You're a rich slave. Y'all know my saying. If you allow them to feed you, you give them permission to starve you. This is the reason why the NFL and the NBA, they don't mind in entertainment business. They don't mind giving us multi-million dollar contracts. You know why? Because they know we don't know what to do with the money, but they'll do what? I may give you a $23 million contract, but you're going to go right to my partner over there and spend it with him. So our other communities are circulating our money in their community. We ain't circulating our own money nowhere. It go out faster than they come in. And I'm going to tell you why it go out faster than they come in. And I'm going to give you an example of how it go out faster than they come in. How many times have we gotten overtime and when we get the overtime, we spend the money in our head on a check before we get on a check. Oh, that's 10 hours overtime? Yes, indeed. I'm about to go do this, 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 and this, that, that, that 10 hours. That 10 hours equals $250 after taxes. You know what I can do with that $250? No valuable money. And the one thing that is serious is we have a hard time taking full financial responsibility. Just taking financial responsibility. Saying, you know what? I spent that money wrong. That's what I need to do better next time. 
It's about having the hardest conversations, y'all. And I know y'all thought I was going to get up here. Uh, no, this is serious. Financial literacy is the meat and potatoes of your wealth. It is the sustenance that gives you fulfillment. You know that after you eat a good meal, you'd be like, damn, that was good. It's the core curriculum missing from your assignment. That's what financial literacy is. And so today we're going to go through that. We're going to have that conversation. What are the consequences of you not building wealth? Who benefits from you building wealth? Whose life improves from you being the one to build wealth? And on the same token, who does it also affect if you doesn't build, if you don't start building wealth? Who do you help? Life's going to go up and down. Life gonna go through life. Life gonna life. But I can promise you, you can life with a little bit more confidence if you know that you're financially stable. Now I wanna do something. I wanna show y'all like these four levels. Right? The first level is financial dysfunction. I'm not gonna lie, that's where a lot of people just thrive at. Just financial dysfunction. Just the money come, the money go. You don't understand where your account at. You don't understand where your bank account at. You don't have an idea of your net worth. You got more money in your bed, I mean, under your bed and in your closet. You got your bank account or your investment account. You got a bunch of credit cards. They all overdraft. You maxing them out. You living paycheck to paycheck. We talking financial dysfunction. You talking about impulsive spending. You talking about everything just indulging. I'm going to say this, man. You cannot be in survival mode and thrive mode at the same time. You must divorce your addiction to surviving. You got to divorce your addiction to surviving. You know the one that say, no matter what, that when there's a will, there's a way, I'm going to get through it. Survival mode. I'm going to do whatever it takes. Survival mode. I ain't going to ask nobody for nothing. I'm going to get it on my own. Survival mode. Financial trauma. There's an addiction there. You got to divorce that. And you got to marry that orgasmic feeling to thriving, man. I'm talking about like when you get up in the morning and you know my investment's working for me. When you get that check, you know I'm about to make this investment. We about to build this business. We got this trust. We got this. We talking about, we talking about that feeling Ain't nothing like it. The feeling of initiating wealth is intoxicating. 
the feeling of getting them dividends is intoxicating. It's euphoric. There's a lot of pain and hardship that come with survival mode. Always being on alert. Knowing you got to go to work every single day. You, you got more, you selling more of your time than you are buying it back. There's a different type of confidence that you walk through the world with knowing that you are financially sufficient. Knowing that you are taking the proper steps to build the wealth, to establish your certainty. Having that financial fortitude. Let's clap for that. I love when I say that. Right? Because here's the thing, man. Poverty has a... Poverty. Poverty has a price. Freedom has a price. Poverty is the ultimate taxation. Say that again. They both have a price. Poverty has a price. Freedom has a price. Poverty is the ultimate taxation. Because when you are in poverty or when you are financially dysfunctional, everything costs more. You can't get, if you can't get the car fixed because you don't have the money, it costs more. It costs more in time. It costs more stress. It costs more heartache. If you can't get the rent paid or the bill paid, it's stressful in the house. It costs more. It's the ultimate taxation. When you're financially dysfunctional, every time something come up about money, it adds stress. Life gets dense. There's conflict. You be mad at stuff you don't even be mad at. Who got the air on in my house? Turn that heat down. Close the door. Why you got my refrigerator open? Everything is an issue. I ain't coming get you over there. You know a great prophet once said this, man. When you broke, you drove on. When you paid, you got buku places to go, huh? Many of our families are stagnant financially, yo. So let's move up a little bit. We get from the financial dysfunction, and then we go to financial stability. Got our feet on the ground. Feel a little good. You know, that's the, that's the people with the good job. You know, you got the job. The job paying you some nice money. You got money in your account. Right? You got money in your account. Paying for the kids' school. You don't got all the things you want, but you way further than where you came. We talking about just being stable. A lot of us get stagnant right there. I remember coming up in New Orleans, man, like in the early 90s. If you moved to New Orleans East, man, you was financially stable. If you had the floor model TV, you was financially stable. If you had the water bed, you, hey, we good. Today, that water bed, the flow model TV, 
<laughs> you hear me? In that East, you hear me? Y'all know Tweet in the back, Tweet out the East, you hear me? There's a neighborhood in every community. If your family moved over there, y'all say certain stuff like, well, y'all think y'all better than us. You might have got the brand new car, but it's better than... Most of our families get stuck in that financial. We get stagnant in that financial place right there. We better than what we were. We probably ain't going too much further. And we sell that. We get anchored there. We've been in the same position for years. I want you to understand that it's not your fault at this point because even though you have access to the information now, the hard part is deciphering where to start. The hard part is maneuvering through the minutia of information. Woo, y'all heard that word, minutia. <laughs> And then let's go to the let's go to the next level. Financial independence. Financial independence takes us a little bit further than stability. We're stable, but at this point, with independence, we understand life and money on a different level. We've elevated. See, in the market, there's these two things. There's support and then there's resistance. When you get to the financial independence, you've broken the resistance. Financial independence means, yeah, you might have a job, but you got them investments going. Because here's the thing. There's people with jobs that actually are in a financial state where they can walk away from their job. They just like what they're doing. I'm cool with that. I'm not the person to tell you that you got to be an entrepreneur to build wealth. Your job should be your first investor. But that goes back to understanding the part we talked about of being what? Financially conscious. Financially aware. I hope this is making sense to y'all, man. Look around at your family, man. What new traditions we gonna put in place? We can sit at the TV all day and watch all of these people. We can go watch these people play football, but guess what? They went from high, from mini football to high school to college to pros. They live in their dream. I know your Uncle Sam, man, put the game on right now, man. I don't want to hear this. Them people live in their dream. You want to watch the Thanksgiving Bowl. You watch that every year for how many years? Them people live in their dream. You don't watch Emmitt Smith. You don't watch Barry Sanders. You don't watch everybody. You don't watch Troy Aikman. You don't watch Jerry Rice. You don't watch Steve Young. Them people don't retire now. They live in their dream. What you going to do? You can change the channel. I'm not tripping. But I can promise you every day I'm building mine. I want to help you build yours. I want to help you. I want to give instruction. I want to be the pioneer. I want to be the person. Yo, for all the people that don't know who knew, yo, I was homeless. I slept on my great auntie couch a few years ago. Sixteen, I'm fifteen, sixteen. I'm sleeping out of bando. 
I want you to understand, you ain't, 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 I ain't, I ain't never even seen a silver spoon, the one they were talking about. I don't know what it looked like, but I'm here. And I ain't where I want to be at, but every day I'm building the blocks of where I'm destined to be at. We both had the same 24 hours and live in the same world, but look at it completely different. I understand that the world is full of endless possibilities. Some people understand they live in a world full of obstacles and adversities. Some people let the obstacles and adversity keep them or make them submit to a place that they don't want to be at. I look at the obstacles and the adversity as a gateway to get me where I got to go at. I look at the obstacles and the adversity as a path to progress. And I won't take as many people along the journey with me. That's what these shows are about. That's what Trapping Tools is about. That's what this is about. I want to cultivate an idea of greatness. I want to cultivate. I want to cause conflict between what you believe and what you know you can go at. I want to cause conflict in that. I want you to fight between the beliefs of where you can go at and what you see right now. I want your reality to have conflict with your current situation. I want the consequences of you believing in yourself. I want the consequences of you building wealth to be a lifetime of freedom. Freedom is an acquired taste. And that's what the financial independence does. It's for those people that, that have been working and have been establishing themselves, those people who work and or have or entrepreneurship and you, you, you bought a piece of real estate or you started investing in some stocks or you started a business that you are now creating income or you're financially strong outside of the job. Because a lot of entrepreneurs trade in for one job to become a slave to their business. You still have financial stability. We got to at least graduate to that financial independence. Question, what is the residue that's left from poverty? That financial philosophy has to change. How do we cultivate new ideas, new strategies, new belief systems? So when I say Wall Street looks like us now, it ain't just talking about the stock market. It's talking about understanding that we can build wealth, understanding that wealth is our birthright, understanding that we are possible, that we can attain that abundance and overflow of money because they print it every goddamn day. The same businesses we talk about investing on the stock market, guess what they're doing today? The business is still open. They're still printing money. And then this last one, man, financial freedom. That financial freedom is a whole different level. This is when money is no longer like a thing. Blissful. You're talking about every day just getting up, living a life you want, not even worrying about money because the investments that you put in place are sustaining your lifestyle. We talking about getting up every day saying, you know what, what do I want to do today? We talking about getting up every day saying, yo, like, these 24 hours, I own the whole 24. I can do what I want. I punch my own time clock. 
We must go through these phases. And I'm telling you, we know it's possible. The goal now is to achieve it. And so now I want to talk about in creating wealth and in building wealth, here's some of the things that we got to do. So while we're together as a family, like I want us to, like think about creating a mission statement. What is the family's wealth mission statement? You know, like, so when you think about from the trap of Wall Street, or Wall Street looks like us now, like our mission statement is helping the culture build wealth one share at a time. What that is, that establishes values for me. That, is, that establishes a president for my company and my business. Big Trap Media. We want to produce movies. We want to produce uh, 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 series that represent wealth from my perspective. Big Trap Media. Wall Street looks like now us now network is the network that the media company produces for. If you do not plan to be successful, if you do not plan to be wealthy, how can you truly achieve it? It can't exist. So the mission statement provides direction and education. The mission statement now empowers the heirs that come behind because now they know what the follow-through process looks like. See, what happens is we have kids, and our kids have no direction. And so who leads them? YouTube tells them what to do. Social media tells them what to do. The family hasn't come together as a collective and said, yo, here's the identity, here's the mission statement, here's the values, here's what our family highlights, and this is how we operate. When you go to a company, they tell you, this is the mission statement. Here's the family SOPs. Here's your job position. Here's what's expected of you. Here's what you plan to leave. Here's so now when you go to work, it ain't no, I don't know what to do. You know the values of the company. So if the company fires you for not being in line with the company's values, you know why. They have a standard in which you operate from. God, hey, boy, you better eat that turkey. You better eat that turkey right now. I want you to understand that. So inside of that, let's create a board of directors. Listen, let's create, let's create a family CEO. Right? Somebody who just has sound financial judgment. Let's create a family secretary. Let's create a family treasury. The secretary, you keep notes. Y'all come together as a whole. What are we investing in? Let's put voting rights on what we investing in. The treasurer, let's open up an account. Somebody, let's open up the account, the investment account. Let's everybody deposit some money in an account for the first two years. Nobody can't take no money from the account. This money is going to invest in stocks. This money is going to buy us a plot of land. This money is going to buy us a real estate. This money is going to open us a business. Let's establish these things. No, it won't happen in one year. No, it won't happen in two years. But when you think in family, family is thought about from a long 
long-term perspective. How do we look in five years? How do we look in 10 years? How do we look in 20 years? Because here's the thing. When you die, someone else is born. It's so crazy. My great auntie passed her granddaughter pregnant. Look at that circle of life. That's how it goes. So when you're establishing these rules and foundations, it's not just for you. Remember, inside the mantra, my ancestors will smile because I turned my family's last name into an asset. 